I'm Hattie, and welcome to Hattie Talks, and welcome to Series 2, Hattie Talks Science. I hope you enjoy listening to this series as much as I love researching and writing it. Today, I will be talking about the four humours. The idea of the four humours can be traced back to approximately 400 BC. The original idea came from the text of Socrates, however, it is believed that he was inspired by beliefs from Mesopotamia and ancient Egypt. Socrates' works were refined by Hippocrates, a Greek physician who many consider to be the father of medicine. Hippocrates focused on the effect the four humours had on health and disease, whereas a later Roman physician by the name of Claudius Galen focused on the effect on the personality and temperament. The Greek texts were grasped strongly by Islamic practitioners in the Middle East in the 11th century, and they were soon translated by scholars into Persian and Arabic. As more doctors began to use humorism as a medical tool in the Middle East, the traditional practice soon spread to Western Europe. But what were the four humours? The four humours were black bile, yellow bile, phlegm and blood, and it was believed for a person to be healthy, their humours would have to be in balance. Many different things could cause the humours to be imbalanced. For example, diet, exercise, weather or smells. The humours were also associated with seasons, and Greek practitioners believed that the season could affect the balance of the related humour. Additionally, it was believed that the world was made up of five elements. Fire, air, water, earth and ether, also known as spirit. This belief was translated to the body, and the four humours were believed to have their corresponding elements. Blood, air, phlegm, water, yellow bile, fire, black bile, earth. Most famously, however, the humours are known as a diagnostic tool. The use of humours marked the first time that clinical observations of patients were recorded. This gave huge importance to the theory of humorism because it encouraged doctors to look for natural causes of diseases and provide natural treatments. The first humour was considered to be sanguine, also known as blood. It was therefore believed that the blood received most of the nutrients. Blood was believed to be warm and moist and carried the vital energy of the body involved in health and growth. Someone who had a sanguine temperament was considered to be full of optimism and energy. The next humour was considered to be phlegmatic, also known as phlegm, and therefore it was also believed to be rich in nutrients and vital to bodily health. Phlegmatic encompassed multiple clear bodily fluids such as saliva, not just phlegmatic mucus. Phlegm was thought to represent cold and moist and therefore its properties helped to keep the body lubricated, cool, wet and purified. Its watery qualities also meant that it played a large role in the expulsion of bodily waste and impurities. Someone who had a phlegmatic temperament was calm, thoughtful, caring and reasonable. Unlike the two previous humours, choleric, also known as yellow bile, was associated with fire, and therefore thought to be corrosive in nature. It was believed that a lot less of this humour was necessary for the body to stay in balance and function well. Without enough yellow bile, a patient might suffer from inflammation and digestive disorders. A choleric person tended to anger, egocentricity and often had an overbearing nature. However, they were also considered to be relentlessly ambitious and natural leaders. The last humour, melancholic, also known as black bile, was believed to be necessary for the body to function, but not in high quantities. Its purpose was to consolidate and retain, and was essential for the development of bone, teeth and solid excretion. It also helped clot the blood and form scar tissue, but too much bile was believed to lead to blockages in the body and a temperament prone to depression, seriousness and cautiousness. One of the lesser known topics surrounding the four humours is the role they played in Shakespeare's works. 
the full bodily humours became a part of Shakespearean cosmology. Shakespeare's works were a vital source of medical knowledge in Elizabethan and Jacobean England, but his works focused more on the social side of medicine, in terms of how medicine formed a part of people's lives and thoughts. Humorism features are most prominently embedded in Hamlet, Henry IV Part I, Macbeth and Twelfth Night. Henry IV features four main characters who all have roughly the same amount of lines, and each represents one of the four humours. Henry IV has a melancholic temperament, Prince Hal a sanguine temperament, Sir Harry Hotspur choleric, and Sir John Falstaff phlegmatic. Furthermore, the play is very closely linked to the idea of humoral balance. The humours are also referenced multiple times in the play. For example, when Lady Percy complains of her husband, Sir Harry Hotspur, you are altogether governed by humours. Also, the terms blood, collar and melancholy are used throughout his plays, and though phlegm isn't directly mentioned, references are made to it. The theory of humorism guided medical beliefs for almost 2,000 years, and it wasn't until 1858 that the concept of humorism was completely demolished. This was largely down to a 16th century German-Swiss physician named Philippus von Hohenheim, who is more commonly referred to as Paracelsus. He introduced the foundation of modern medicine and believed that outside forces, rather than humours, were responsible for illness, and chemicals found in nature could provide cures for diseases. Despite all that, there were still some remnants of the humorism theory in modern medical language. Modern medicine refers to humoral immunity or humoral regulation when describing substances such as hormones and antibodies that circulate the body. Humorism isn't the only theory of Hippocrates that influences modern medicine. His most famous legacy is the Hippocratic Oath. The Hippocratic Oath is an oath of ethics historically taken by physicians. The most famous promise from the oath is, firstly, do no harm. It was originally written in 5th century BC and is considered one of the oldest documents in history. A survey in 2017 which involved 27 medical schools from all over the UK saw 70% of schools saying that they still use the Hippocratic Oath, but many saw it as outdated. Thank you for listening to Hattie Talks. I hope you enjoyed it and found it informative. This podcast will have a new episode published every Sunday, so keep an eye out.